excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we gotta serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of... It's 8 o'clock. It's Friday night. It's time for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. We're going to get started here with Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse in just a minute after we either bring the throngs of people from the outside inside or the throngs of audience for the show will arrive. I like the word throngs because it sounds like thongs. And the thong thong song was big when I was a kid, so... I wish the throng, the throng, throng, throngs would come in here to Mutiny Radio and give us their $10. Hey, tomorrow, I hope you guys all just stop by for the Noise Pop Block Party. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be doing a lot of things. All right. Let's uh, let's listen to some more commercials, and then we'll be back with uh, Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse in just a minute. I'm your host, Pamtastic. Not even all of our comedians have showed up yet, so, like, fuck us all, right? <laughs> Yay, we're all going to... Yay, we're all gonna make it in heaven with cats. Yay. A little announcement for you. A PSA of sorts. Yes. Uh, listen to Cowards every 10 a.m. to 11 on Mutiny Radio. On Fridays. Yay. For some sweet, scared storytelling. Please do it. We need you. <laughs> so badly. Yes. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> and all the kissing is kissing. Black plastic. 
what could it be? It's exactly what you think it is. Flat, black, plastic, vinyl, records, round, played, mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch want to be a comic it's not as easy as we make it look but that's because mutiny radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs strain those improv muscles every sunday from four to six at getting sketchy with david stolowitz Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Fire people burning. 
All right. This fantastic comedy clubhouse. Nobody's inside, so it doesn't matter. And I'll fuck it. I mean, we only have five comics on the bill and me anyway, so it's like we can stall for time for a while. It doesn't matter. I'm just trying to talk to the podcast people. Hey, guys, if you're listening out there. I'm eating like... I don't understand why normal people eat cookies like this. This is really disgusting. This is a soft-baked fucking... That means uh, you can just dive right in. This is a soft-baked Chips Ahoy. It's a pile of dog shit. It's like it doesn't even taste good, and it's like, why do people eat this? I have a Keebler cookie. I'm gonna Let's do a taste test. I'm going to give you a cookie right now. Okay. I got it's this gonna, from Grocery It'll Outlet. easily be better than this Chips Ahoy Chewy. I mean, it's... It tastes... The only time this would be good is if I was on a plane. If I was on an airplane yeah. and I didn't have any food and I was very hungry. They, they would I'd hand be like, it to you I'd and you'd be stoked be on this cookie. But other than that, fuck this cookie. I have in my hand Keebler Fudge Covered Coconut Dreams Cookie. Fudge, co- caramel, and coconut. AKA right. bootleg Girl Scout cookies. It can't be. I, just, I keep putting it in my mouth because I don't want to waste it. Because so, like... It took so much to get this into my mouth that I feel that I need to at least honor it. And you could t- yeah, you ate the whole, whole thing. thing. Okay, I I'm going to give you this cookie. You can please right. tell me. He's opening a bag for me. I feel very special. Yeah, these are untainted. Okay, these are basically bootleg Samoas. Yes. These are bootleg Samoas. These are bootleg Samoas. They're completely covered in... in Grocery outlet, $2. Weird, distinct chocolate. Oh, my mouth is exactly the same. The only difference is that Grocery Cat Cookies is dark chocolate and this is milk chocolate excellent call um so it just adds sweetness these it are doesn't s- add any chocolate flavor but i mean other than that it's spot on it's just that there's no chocolate flavor in it because they use a milk chocolate instead of a dark chocolate because they can't um fuck with the copyright i have a lot of girl scout cookies that have gone stale Put them in that freezer. What are you doing? Oh, I well. You freeze those motherfuckers right away. I'm used to eating stale Samoas where you bite into it and you can't tell if it's staleness or car- or mm. If you freeze them, they're always perfect because the caramel just gives that snap. You don't freeze your Girl Scout cookies. What's wrong with you? Well, I thought have, you were a dad. I'm a father of a Girl Scout who uh, every year we have, our whole apartment is filled with Girl Scout cookie boxes. Mm. I'll I show buy- you my. Patches sometime. I have 1984 cookies. I sold so many cookies. I got a patch and it's you a unicorn. Hmm? That's great. Well, of course I still have it. In my backpack right here, I have calendars. Calendars from 81. Oh, really? Like, look at that. Calendars 81. I'm gonna go into your Most bag. people, no, no, no. It's on the outside of the bag. It's a patch. Oh, motherfucker! That's what San you do with Francisco patches. You Bay put them on calendars. the outside. Girl Scouts. You really do have a Girl Scout badge. I was really a Girl Scout. I was a mess in Boy Scouts. They used to give me nicotine patches. <laughs> that joke's free, and uh, uh, there'll be more to come. I'm going to use that speaks. joke in my act. You should. I, yeah. yeah. No one will remember it from now to here. No one has any short-term or you long-term memory. You have to to the entire podcast. Those are almost delicious. I can't believe they're only $2. Well, it's grocery outlet. Do you want a cookie, Griff? Do you want another cookie? You actually no, ate this no, cookie. No, no, I did. I ate that cookie. That cookie was way better than that bullshit Chips Ahoy Chips Chewy Ahoy. cookie. Get that Fuck Chips that Ahoy bullshit. shit out of our station. Dude, they're yeah. gross. We're Muni Radio. Get your Chips Ahoy off. Walk the plank. Oh, ahoy. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> okay, we're going to listen to some music. We're going to be back. There's people outside. There's people here. Let's just see if we can get the people outside, inside. Enjoy Floating Goat.
metal. That's a lot of metal. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know which microphones are live yet. We'll figure it out. It's cool. Hey, listening audience, we appreciate that you're there. And I understand because you know what? I, I get it. Here in San Francisco, you don't want to hang out in the same cool place two days in a row and you're all just gearing up for tomorrow's noise pop block party. I get it. Like, I, I should set up a cot here so that I can just spend the night. But nay, no, I will go home to my house even though there's no cat there and I will sleep there and then come back in the morning for the noise pop block party. So maybe that's why, I mean, and it's okay. Hey, there. It's okay if the throngs of people aren't here because everyone's going to be here tomorrow. No, 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 it's great. You're so great. There's these crazy new cookies that are supposed to be like Girl Scout cookies, but because they're milk chocolate instead of dark chocolate, we already, you try one. Try one, David Zanzu Kirscher. I mean, it's, there's no weed in it, so it's not going to be enjoyable. But it's almost, it's almost like a Girl Scout cookie, right? But it's a, about the Eskimo one? Or the the Samoa it? one. Oh, but no, Eskimo, Samoa makes sense. That, absolutely. We own both of those. I mean, Samoa, we don't own that. We own Hawaii now. Although there's a lot of Samoans on Hawaii. I don't mean to be as racist as I come off all the time. <laughs> Dave is going to enjoy that cookie. I'm going to turn on the music and then I'll turn around and we'll do some jokes for, for comedians. Yay! Parking's getting harder every day. Uh, this was a difficult parking because tomorrow's the noise bop block party. Oh my God, it's crazy. Ah! And so they've blocked off all the streets and things are crazy. And uh, tomorrow is going to be a big, big day. But this is, hey, Fred, thanks for coming, man. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. We got a real audience member in the house, non-comedian. All your jokes get directed to him. Everybody, it's Fred. Uh, Fred, you should be excited. I'm excited. So tonight, uh, we make open micers um, pay for their time by putting, um, oh, it's not going to be as clinky and beautiful. Anyways, a guy tonight gave us a whole bag of change, and I thought it would be fun if I dropped it in. But there's so many dollars in here that it doesn't make the clinking sound I was hoping for. Like, it's just, well, I'll pick those up later. Uh, hey, this is making my life come together. My life's been falling apart this week because guess what I decided to do? Quit smoking! I know, thank you. I haven't had a cigarette since last Saturday night. Anybody who knows me (laughs) from the back patio, I hung out on the back patio benders tonight for two and a half hours and I didn't even take a drag. Thank you, thank you. Why am I quitting smoking? Hey, people say, oh, why are you quitting smoking? What are you doing? Oh, it's for your health. You're worried. You know, you've been smoking since you were. I've been smoking since I was, uh, when I was 19 years old in college, a man named Adam Schuyler uh, was my calculus um, tutor because I wasn't good at uh, math in school. And anyways, and he smoked. And so I wanted, yes, and I wanted to be cool. And I'd never smoked before, but what I learned to do was take breaks because he was also hot. He was very hot and very good at math and his name. And he called himself Skyler. And it was like, and it was spelled like the Jews, like S-C-H-Y-U-L-E-R. And I was like, oh my God, I am going to smoke for this man. Okay, so 
now I'm 43, I'm almost 44, and why am I quitting smoking? Is it because I'm worried about getting cancer? Is it because, is it because, uh, you know, is it because it's what I mean? Terrible things because I my breath smells terrible. No, it's great. Like I'm quitting smoking, so now my breath will just smell like beer. Isn't that nice? Like instead of smelling like beer and cigarettes, I'll just smell like beer. But why? Why am I quitting smoking? Uh, purely vanity, you guys. Uh, I turned 44 this year, and I got I got my first wrinkle on my lip here above my lip, like for when you smoke cigarettes and your lips turn into like an asshole. Have you seen it? With the old women, they put their lipstick on and the crevices, the, it's, like a, it's like a terrible, like a deep, deep gorge that your lipstick goes into and like crawls up and makes you look old and scary. And like, I love cats, but like, whoa. I, I mean, it's, I don't still can't, I can't. I'm quitting smoking because of vanity. I mean, absolutely. I learned that I smile a lot, <laughs> and my teeth are not yellowed by time. I've been smoking for like over 25 years. You'd think that Arm & Hammer was not as powerful as it is, but it is It is great. That whitening toothpaste really does work. Anyway, I'm quitting smoking because I'm starting to see people younger than me, and their teeth look I mean, like, what are the, I mean, when you think of the color yellow, there's a couple happy associations. There's like sunshine and urine. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to smile when people be like, oh, her teeth are the color of a, of a good pee in the morning after I, you know, that dark yellow that you've, you didn't, you're like, oh, piss clear, have no fear. <laughs> even if my, even if my teeth were slightly yellow, like a light urine I'd be. Anyways, I'm, I'm vain. And so I'm quitting smoking and it hasn't been that hard. Like it, I haven't had a cigarette in a week and I haven't yelled at anybody on the bus. <laughs> How did I not do that? Like, thank you for clapping. That's very kind. Today on the bus, a man like was feeling me up basically. I mean, it was a very full 49, but he was a shorter man. So his butt was like right about my thigh. And I felt like he was grinding his ass into my leg. And I haven't felt like that much intimacy since I don't know, like a hip hop club in LA in the 90s. Anybody else do that? No. The Me Too movement? Fuck these millennial bitches. I'm a snowflake. I'm so, I've been, oh, I've been assaulted. You've never been to a hip hop club in the 90s. Like, Me Too? Come on. Hip hop hot dogs sticking in my buns. The dudes stick their dick against you. You don't even see their face before they do it. It's like, it was, and we just accepted in the 90s. We're like, we love assault. Yay. Lisa left I Lopez. You do it all for us. You're like, look at us all. Anyways, I, uh, hip hop clubs in the 90s. Wow, me too. I just, these, 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 it's so hard for me. I'm a millennial snowflake. I'm like, oh, kid. Okay. I was going to talk about things tonight, like, first I want to talk about quitting smoking because it really has been hard. Oh, I was talking about the buzz and how gross it was today. Yesterday? I took a cab this morning, actually. I took a cab at five in the morning. The cab driver tried to cop a feel. I know, I still gave him a tip. Why did I do that? Like, I am so totally with the rape culture. Like, he tried to touch my boob, and I still felt like when he dropped me off at my house, that, well, it was a $10 cab ride, so I should give him two bucks, you know? <laughs> he tried to... <laughs> me too! <laughs> That's when they're like, you know, everyone has to be complacent to be able to be subjugated, and I'm like, yay. 
They teach us to like to be choked. Isn't that fun? No, it is. It's fun sometimes. The the problem is, the problem is, I used to I used to be a way bigger drunk than I am now, and so I used to relish in my bruises much more because I wouldn't remember the guy that I fucked, but I'd have like these crazy arm marks, like bruises on my arm. I'd be like, oh yeah, that's a thumb right there. Nobody, you guys are okay. That's cool. I was raised as a Christian, so I'm like, like if you unlock the key, it's like, oh what? <laughs> You guys, you bottle it up for so long, and then it gets freaky. I peed in my own litter box the other day just to see, like, how much clump I could actually make. Like, what's a cat clump versus a It's Don't do that. It's a lot. It's just a waste of litter. It's just dumb. But it... My cat's dead, so it's okay. I just wanted to check. <laughs> like, I still have the litter box I haven't cleaned up. I still have his food bowl and shit in the kitchen because I'm like, I'm going to get another cat. I'm just like waiting for the respectful amount of time. And I'm glad that that's less than like, like what if you were with a significant other and they left this mortal coil? Like how long do you wait? Like I was that intimate with my fucking cat. Like, there was there was a time when I, I lifted up the covers and my knees were up like a tent and um, his face was just resting on top of my pubic mound, you know? So like, and, and I have so much fucking pubic hair that he was like a pillow. It was like very fluffy. Like he wasn't anywhere near. It wasn't like I'm going to get fleas or something. We live on the fourth floor. They can't get up that high. But he's, I lifted up the shit and I saw his, my, the pussy was on the pussy. It was, it was, it was so right. It was like the moment of my life. I was like this, well, the world is beautiful. This is what the world is about. No one else loves their cat. I really miss my cat. He, wow, he was such a good cat. He used to, no, he used to do a funny thing. He would sniff my boyfriend's balls, like, while he was, like, he'd come up behind, we'd be having sex, and he'd, like, come up on a weird angle and, like, get his head on him. And it was fun because it was, like, his tail would be swishing around, and sometimes it would swish against me or against, like, his balls. But eventually, like, his whiskers would definitely be whiskering his dick, you know? Like, it was, like... It was, he was the ultimate fluffer. He was so fluffy, and he was in there for both of us. I just love that fucking cat. I miss him so much. I loved him so much. Uh, I know that he loved me because after my boyfriend would finger bang me, uh, my cat wouldn't just sniff his fingers. He'd lick them. I mean, like my cat loved me so much. Or women really do taste like tuna. He really liked tuna, you know. Uh, either way, these aged purple lips... Or fine sashimi. It's ahi, not albacore. None of that white shit. It is dark and purple with age. You don't masturbate for 43 years and have like a pink vagina. Are you kidding me? It looks, it looks like thickly sliced roast beef. It's, it's a nice, but a one-winged butterfly that way. It's, I have a Nemo fin. So it's like, no, I do. It's where all my sexual prowess comes from. This one like tiny wonky vaginal fin. No one will ever be able to see it because I have so much pubic hair. It's like I am wearing a hair skirt. Like, I'm never worried about being naked because I'm like, you can't see anything. <laughs> it's so much. It's terrible. I do pluck my uh, nipple hairs, though. Uh, you're welcome, I guess. I don't know. It's one of those things. It's like, um, so I, I don't care about, I don't shave my armpits. I sometimes do. I had to go to a wedding, so it's this is like three weeks in. 
I had to go to a wedding. I had to shave for a wedding. I mean, you got it. Like, even no matter how deeply San Francisco you are, you better fucking shave for a wedding, right? Like, people, you're going to fucking pass a Robles to be at a winery. And, like, I'm going to be like, blah. They're like, no, bitch. You fucking shave. So I did. It was body hair. Love it. All right, I've done 10 minutes. I just looked down. I'm like, boop, give yourself the quickly, boop. We're going to sing a song, and then we get started. Yay! Thank you, thank you, thank you. These are real people. We're all comics. This is going to be amazing. This is a show just for you guys. Like, you can fucking dictate the shit. If you're like cat jokes, you were kind of into it, so I'm like, yeah. But like, you could you'd be like, oh, dog jokes, and everybody will freak out. Uh, we sing a song. It goes like this. If you know it, sing along. M-U-T-I-N-Y. Comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. I don't have my vaporizer, but I do have my pipe. Is everybody okay with us smoking weed? Everybody say, yay, we can all smoke weed. Yay. If you didn't, though, we wouldn't shame you. M-U-T-I-N-Y. Comedy. Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yeah, let's hotbox this bitch. I'll get I'll get my weed out too. It'll be fun. I just need a lighter. Uh, all right. I don't know how like I didn't like make a like a real listless. We can Rosham for order, or like <laughs> you guys are all here. Your uh, uh, speaks is hiding against the desk here. Does anybody? I mean, it's like should we? You can literally Rosham. We can throw dice. We can play a game. We can say like. Um, Who's an A's fan? Okay. Then you have to go first, but I'll give you a present. I'm going to go get it out of my bag. Because you're an A's fan, you get a cool present. You can give it to your daughter. It's really cool. It's the thing by aunt. You'll love it. Uh, your first comedian. Wow. What an amazing human being he is. And so funny. He has a show every Sunday here from 2 to 4 called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Uh, but your next comedian is Mike Spiegelman. Yay! <laughs> I work in Oakland. I'm very diplomatic. Oh, yeah, I like the A's. Come on. Well, uh, a little bit about myself. I bring my joke book on stage, and I know a lot of comedians tonight you're going to see. They're not going to bring their jokes on stage. And the, but the reason why I do is that during my performance tonight, if I think of a joke, I can write it down. Oh, look at this. Ace Oakland, this is terrific. She's nice. She's gonna be like, it's not San Francisco, but uh, I got a, a homemade patch from Pam. I'll definitely give it to her. I'll say, be diplomatic. We live in the Bay Area, <laughs> right? We're in the Bay. Um, Papa John's spokesman dropped the N bomb at a meeting, and they fired him, and he resigned. Oh, he resigned, and now he's suing them, saying, "I just tried the pizza. It's terrible." Took 40 minutes to get to my house. Wasn't even pizza. I hope they find a cure for uh, writer's block. I mean, they could bring moon on a moon something. No tags. No tags. Couldn't think of one. For that joke. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry I'm looking at my notes. I'm so glad you guys are here. Difficult for me to read comic books. I don't read the thought bubbles. It's none of my business. Let Batman be Batman. I went to see uh, Infinity War 
with a friend at the movie theater. And at the end, I told the manager I wanted my money back. And the guy's like, why? I said, well, if half the population is supposed to die at the end of this movie, how come my friend's still here? I'm going to have to try something else. Kill my friend. I do like movies. I got a, uh, you know the movie Memento? I got a Memento-inspired tattoo a month ago. It's in block lettering. It says, see Memento. <laughs> Bookstores, that's depressing. It's like uh, liquor stores for people who read books. You know, you're always trying to push it. I like the bookstores where you can buy books by the volume. For, for uh, by color and shape for like decorating uh, TGIFs and stuff like that. You know who's their biggest customer? Ultron. Brainiac. Takes them a second to read. It's like, I need more books. Because they read it. <sighs> that's a good one. I'm going to cross that joke out. That's going to be high drama. And that's the reason why that is a performance in itself. That justifies me bringing my notes on stage. Is that I'm going to decimate that joke. I, I keep a weed diary. Thank you. Thank you very much. What I do is... Uh, I write down uh, the weed, the eighth I bought, the name of it. The, is it hybrid? Is it sativa? What's the initial of the smell? Mint, pine, dirt. The uh, <coughs> initial high, the head high, the body high, the final high. Uh, and then how much I paid for the eighth. And then when I finish with the weed journal, diary, I go, ah, I just wasted $4,000 on that. So my rent, fuck. I keep a diary. How I'm doing? All right, you guys were a good audience. I'm going to make sure I put down in my diary that you guys were fantastic, even though you don't like the A's. How can you not like the A's? They're, they're adorable. Green. I don't know. Oakland, that's kind of cool. I keep a, uh, I, I keep. I actually write a real diary, and uh, it's changed my life as someone my age because I, I get a, uh, I feel vibrant and I, I love life and I remember details. Uh, in fact, I dream about my day. It makes my dream journal redundant. I'm like, see diary. That's what I write in my dream journal because I dream about my day, and I keep a bunch of books I go to the library a lot you know you can take out how many books you could take out in one go at the library 20 50 one go 50 books maximum I do that to impress my friends when they come over I'm like hey check it out I got furniture <laughs> coffee table you, it doesn't even have to be books did you know like a 7 DVD box set counts as a book like you can go and you can get your Buffy's and your Law and Orders one time I got uh, 700 DVDs and I came home and I'm like what's a DVD I actually do have a DVD player I'm not, I, I do and it's very old I was watching the Emoji movie but man my DVD player was so old all the main characters were just boxes with X's in them I had to use the context of the words of the emoji movie to understand what was going on. 
for theater. You can go that way. If you guys want like torches? Yeah. All right. I don't mind going first or passing it around. It's all right. I'm very amiable about that. I, uh, I think my wife is faking orgasm. I don't think uh, when she climax, she just instead repeats George Byrne movies. Oh God, book two. Big broadcast in 1937. Oh God, you devil. The first Oh God. The first Oh God. I gotta work on that Ultron joke. I do like reading comic books. I lied. I like when there's like team matchups and there's 30 comic, uh, 30 comics, 30 superheroes, because they all stand in a row. You ever notice that? Two spread, page spread. Okay. I could talk about real life. Uh, I love the, I love San Francisco. Favorite burritos. In fact, my favorite taqueria is here in San Francisco. Jack in the Box. Kenosis. I was over there like. Uh, Dame un munchie box. I want two crispy tacos. And they said, sir, we're all out of crispy tacos. I said, well, give me something comparable. And he punched me in my stomach. And then I took a shit. It only cost me $1.29. Plus San Francisco tax. This city, man. Oh, it's really a change since I moved here uh, two weeks ago. I went to, uh, I would, they would not let me into the cat cafe. No, because there's no dogs allowed, apparently. I'm like, this is San Francisco. I have to carry my dog with me. I'm like, sir, dog? You have more than one dog? I said, well, I need these dogs, okay? This is my working dog. This is my helper dog. This is my therapy dog. This is a, a dog that has a big barrel under its neck of uh, alcohol. Uh, this is my hunter dog, police dog, fire dog. They don't mix. Little codependent dog on a leash. Uh, and a dog in my merce. But I could walk around. I like when people bring their dog on the bus and they're trying to tell the dog to sit down like that's normal for a dog to be stuck in a fucking moving vehicle at 50 miles an hour with 60 pissed off people that are looking at the dog and the dog's supposed to understand, oh, this plastic wedge is supposed to be like a seat. I should sit down, that's what he's telling me. Always panicked. I always hate people with dogs. I, have a, I bring my daughter on the bus and I see people like just piss on kids. Like they're like, oh, excuse me, uh, she needs to lower the volume of uh, the game she's playing on her phone. Anyway, I got to call my mom. Blah, blah, blah. My life sucks in San Francisco. You know? Oh, no, I'm good. I mean, they, uh, when people bring their dogs and they can't sit down there, and the bus driver always kicks them out, the operator. They're always like, but how am I supposed to get around? I'd say and deal with me and my kid. Sorry, I didn't mean to rant. Uh, I did a taste Friday, and it was take your daughter to work day. So I, I did take my daughter to work. And then at 6.30, I said, honey, now that you know what I do for a living, what, it's Friday, what do you want to do? And she said, dad, let's drink to forget. <laughs> you know what, we got shit face. You know what, on what, jello shots? Okay, she's a vegetarian, would not touch it. I had to get the vegetarian jello shots for the kid because she's a vegetarian. 
All right, well, thanks very much, Pim. Appreciate it. Let's start the show. He just started the show. That was Mike Spiegelman. Yay! Talking about hanging out with this kid. Oh, look, there's a phone call. I bet it's Sweet Gale. Be like, hey, Sweet Gale. Well, let's try it. Why not? We can say hi, Sweet Gale. Is it Sweet Gale? Sweet Gale? Is it Sweet Gale, though? Let her, let her talk for a second. Put her on. Oh, shit. Sweet Gale. Oh, man. We gotta, I call it, whenever she calls in, I like to call it, um, um, it's not like so, social reparations. That's the wrong word for it. It would be community service. <laughs> social reparations, community service, same thing. But yeah, she hasn't. She can't leave her house. She had hip replacements and knee replacements. She hasn't left her house in like four months. So when you can talk to her, like if you talk to her, <laughs> she even she calls in the radio station. But we're internet, and she doesn't have internet at her house, so she can't even hear it. <laughs> she just wants to talk to people. It's just. She's a pure soul. Uh, it's she's one of those ladies like um fucking. There aren't a lot of ladies on tonight. There are no ladies on tonight's show other than me. It's just funny, but she's like one of those ladies like Emily Dickinson that like Emily Dickinson had two hundred and fifty seven published poems, but they were all posthumously published. So her whole life she was living in this attic and like looking out this window and writing these weird cool poems, and like no one believed in her, or tried to do anything, and then she died. And they're like, who? And I feel like Sweet Gail's gonna be the same thing. Like they're gonna find all this shit and they're gonna be like, who was this icon? Or uh, I mean. Maybe people, some people just don't get celebrated. Is that too dark? <laughs> like, <laughs> you lived your whole life and nobody celebrated you. <laughs> well, sweet Gail, we celebrate you. Uh, and there's a movie about her made by Colin Holt. It's called The Gale Force of Love, and it's very, very good. Find it on the YouTubes. Your next comedian, I don't know, who wants to roast him for it? We got, we got three attentive audience members, which I fucking love. You'll do it? Yeah. I love, you know what? I love your cocaine jokes. Last night, last night, I felt so cool. I work at Bender's now, and I got to go, like, not home. Like, I went with a bunch of people, and they went to a person's house, and I just went with them. Not like I went home with a guy. There were many more people there. But it was really funny, because they were all doing cocaine, and I'm like, nope, I don't do it. And they're like, and you're still hanging out? And I'm like, no, no. And they're like, we totally like you. Like, you want to hang out, and you're cool, and you like to talk, but you don't do cocaine? They're like, yes. I was like, ah, this is so fun. I felt so cool. I felt like the in crowd. They didn't like judge me for like not doing their cool drugs. And I got to hang out. I just, it was, I'm naturally chatty. It's not just the coke. I'm like, let's talk about your cat. Yeah. Like, very exciting. You guys are going to love your next comedian. Put your hands together for John Gallagher. Yeah. Oh man, I, I, cocaine. It's a fun drug, huh? Yeah, that's all right. I, uh, um, yeah, man. Let's tell some cocaine jokes. My, uh, I live in a, well, I live in, I live in a weird place. I, so I'm, I'm getting booted out of my place. My, my roommate slash master tenants booting me out, but he's a, he's a drug maniac. Uh, and I know that because I signed my lease to live in the place, and he goes, you know what, cocaine, very cool, a lot of fun. But uh, I'm really more of a meth guy. That's more my style. <laughs> and that, that dictates the terms of everything, I think, from then on, right? Yeah. 
That guy's a little bit of a lunatic. He uh, makes uh, uh, sex phone calls to 1-800 numbers at like 3 in the morning in 2018. Uh, it's fucking, yeah, he's, who the fuck does that? Who are you? Uh, and there's, I mean, like, just, I live in such a weird place. Like, if I woke up to my landlord just smoking meth in my room furiously, like, I'd wake up and be like, oh, yeah, I pay $500 a month. That's why, that's why this is happening. Fuck, right? At least $700 a month for the non-meth suite. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no. Like the only well, and I think Pam. I haven't told this story in a while, but the only time he ever got mad at me is I had my birthday uh, last year, turned thirty. So of course I have to be a monster. Yes, and it's gonna it's gonna happen again. I'm gonna be a fucking monster again. But uh, what we did is we we ripped off all the paintings in our house. We didn't have any uh, clean services, so we used those to do blow off of in the house. Like, you know, normally non-drug addicted people do, you know, totally sane, regular behavior. And so one of the things, the landlord comes back and we're just doing rails off this picture we found on the wall that was clean. And he's like, oh my God, what are you like, Guys, listen, I got to put a stop to this. Could you please not do cocaine off my family heirlooms? And we were like, no, Jim, go to bed. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Jim. If you didn't want us to do drugs off your stuff, maybe you should get better family heirlooms, okay? That's what I think. And I'll tell you what it was. What we were doing it, drugs off of was a grocery receipt that was framed with a glass thing from 1910. Why the fuck would anybody keep that? Like, what? This is the thing you inherited from your family? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, give that to Jim. He likes garbage. <laughs> Fucking, what the fuck? It's like, this is the perfect thing to do drugs off of. Uh, no, the other thing, too, is like I think about what I said to him. I, I go, like, can you please nod to drugs off of that? No. And then I'm like, I think if, if he had better stuff, objectively, I would do more drugs off those things, right? I think that's the hierarchy. <laughs> Like, if you, if you have, like, a glass piano or, like, a gold lion in our home, I'm going to fucking OD on that shit. It's like, snort my way to fucking Valhalla, dude. You know? Sounds cool. I, uh... uh <laughs> I was at a party a little while ago. I'll just do all my cocaine jokes. I was at a party a little while ago, and this guy uh, was super hungover. He's like, oh, man, I just have, like, a cocaine hangover. And it's like, what a... Who, who feels sorry for you? You piece of shit. What? Like, you're sitting there, that's basically your brag and go like, oh, I put $300 into my nose yesterday. <laughs> I did the same amount of drugs and put a black guy in jail for 40 years. Oh, oh, privilege. It's like, I think every time you, every time you do a line of blow, you're just snorting a young Colombian child's dreams. That's what you're doing. You're just like, yes, this is Jorge's dream to get me and my roommate Greg very nervous for the next 18 hours. <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. Um, the drugs are fun, man. I got uh, I did um, did I do that stuff? Did acid a little while ago. That was cool. I didn't I didn't do anything very much fun on acid. Just saw a lot of cool shit. Uh, mushrooms was a little bit worse. Uh, mushrooms. I ended up at a McDonald's, just screaming at the teller, <laughs> just going like, "800 billion people served. They're manufacturing people's experiences just like burgers." And then she's like, "Jesus, do you want nuggets or what the fuck?" And I was like, yes, I'll take the nuggets. That'd be great. And that was better. It was good. Um, I tell some other stuff. I, any, well, you guys live in the mission, right? Do you guys, you guys, oh, where are you guys coming from? Oh, okay, cool. Well, thanks for coming by. That's a cool spot to be in, man. I, uh, I deal with tourists all day. Any guys working around tourists? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, man. It's man. I work so I do. I have tours and stuff, and I got to deal with tourists all day. And like the thing that sucks when you deal with them, like in South City, I don't count that, right? When, when you live with when you have to deal with tourists all day, what they have to do is sometimes they come to San Francisco and they have completely valid criticisms, right? Like they go like, "Oh, San Francisco's kind of dirty," and now, well, here's the thing. San Francisco is a fucking nightmare, okay? I think we can all agree this place is a fucking war zone. You're either like the richest person in the world or you are a poor person hallucinating, just pushing around a cart of your own shit. You were like, there's no there's no in between. It's a nightmare place. But I can't agree with this person that showed up from Illinois, right? Because this is my home and it's given me Stockholm syndrome, okay? It's a an abusive relative holding me hostage. It's like I gotta like just be like, no, it's he's not always like that. He's nice, I promise. He doesn't always throw me down the stairs. Like, so then I look at it. So this person, they say, like, I'm, it's dirty. And I'm like, you shut the fuck up. How <laughs> dare you insult this beautiful city. So, like, I, I have these uh, judgments of Taurus all the time in my head. These people come the other day from Illinois. And they're nice, nice people, but round people. You know, that's what I'm saying. Uh, salt of the earth, America, round, round people. And so they, the first thing they say, I'm like, hey, guys, how's your day going? And they go, oh, we've had enough of San Francisco. And I'm like, wrong fucking answer, you piece of shit. <laughs> The flash is immediately just going off. I'm like, oh, good. Just playing all these nightmare scenarios. Like, oh, I'm sorry. You couldn't figure out Bart, you fucking idiots. Oh, you, the big silver buttons just throw you off, huh? You end up in Dublin somehow, you moron, right? You see a dirty butthole you didn't like. Oh, you see nudity. Oh, an awful butthole looking at you. Boo-hoo-hoo. Did somebody corner you in Civic Center BART station and shoot up IV drugs and spray their own blood all over you, you baby? Of course, it might like excusing nightmare horrible behavior, inexcusable behavior, right? And then what happens next? I give them a chance. I'm like, hey, guys, what happened? They go, this woman has to gather herself. And she looks down, takes a big deep breath. And goes, we took the blue and gold fleet tour this morning. And our boat had to fish out a man that killed himself off the Golden Gate Bridge. Well, it looks like he had enough of San Francisco, too, huh? Maybe you shouldn't. Yeah. Maybe you should get the fuck out of here. What do you think? Before you jump off that bridge too, you losers, huh? Can't hang. No. <laughs> There's the thing. I just, yeah, thank you. All right. There's the thing. I still have a job, okay? I did not say that as a joke answer, so I'm a coward. I'll own up to that. I'm a coward. But here's the thing. What I, the, what I really said to this woman, I'll give it to you guys. I'm going to say objectively worse, way more callous, and way more cruel than the joke answer I just gave you. She says this horrible thing to me, and I'm not even kidding. Within a second, my very first answer was, well, rent is very high. And then... And what she said, what she said instead was, that's what the man on the boat said. And then we high-fived and laughed because that's what you do because a man killed himself for our joy. See, that's the same. That'd be like, it's a, it's a, that'd be like a fun, it's a wonderful life scenario, right? It's like, my life is meaningless. Nothing I ever did matter. It's like, oh, well, hold on a second. You made a man from San Francisco and a lady from Skokie, Illinois high-five. Look at all the impact your death had. And he's like, ah, I want to do it again. <laughs> I should have done this 15 years ago. At least I made my mom cry. Yeah, I don't know. Suicide's fun. What do you guys think? <laughs> I got a lot of su- I got a decent amount of suicidal friends. One of my one of my good friends. Oh, so I, I say my friend. I have to claim my anonymity when I say this joke. Every comedian knows who I'm talking about. I have a friend who does a lot of heroin. Every friend does. Yeah. 
Our friend does a lot of heroin. He has uh, he goes he's off the rails sometimes, but he says hilarious things constantly. He's a very funny man. And what he said to me the other day, he goes like, you know, I love I love a heroin. My favorite time to enjoy it is when I'm in the morning bus. I ride with the morning commuters and smoke heroin on the packed bus in the morning. And just like you guys, you're like, wow, that's really fucked up. <laughs> that, is, that is horrible behavior. But the thing for me is I'm like, you know, it's okay. At least it's still social, you know. <laughs> he only really has a problem if he's doing it alone. That's what I, that's what I really worry about this guy. It's a bigger issue. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, man, I, was, uh, was, I don't know. I, what do you guys think? I, do you guys think, I think, I'm going to say this right now. I think sex, mediocre sex is nowhere near as good as TV. What do you guys think? <laughs> TV's fucking great. It's a, <laughs> we're in a golden age, guys. I don't know if you know that. I got, into a, I got into a little bit of trouble a while ago because but we had a bad habit. I was hooking up. We had a bad habit of watching The Sopranos while having sex. Sopranos is amazing TV. I don't know if you guys know that. Incredible television. And so the thing is, things start getting hot and heavy, and then James Gandolfini starts to try and murder somebody. And of course, I'm getting a little distracted. I'm a little tuned out. And this girl looks at me and goes, oh my God, are you watching TV right now while we're trying to have sex? And I'm like, yes, that's exactly, that's exactly what's happening. I'm like, oh my God, are you trying to say that the sex we're about to have is nowhere near as good as The Sopranos? And I was like, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> It's 100% what I'm saying. Let me put a counterbalance to you. Are you saying right now that this terrible sex we're about to have is better than the greatest Emmy award-winning drama of the last 20th century? Do you think your toothy blowjob and my horrible fucking is better than dual Emmy-winning performances from James Gandolfini and Edie Falco in her prime? Excuse me. Yeah. yeah. Who's, a, who's a megalomaniac now, huh? I think you can... Outfuck the acting of James Gandolfini, please. Come on, you know. Maybe I could if, if we're gonna if we're gonna term our fuckability in terms of like actors. Maybe I could outfuck like bad Thomas Jane. You know what I mean? Like just like, outfuck the bad Punisher movie. You know? I don't know. So maybe it's way too deep of a cut. Thomas Jane, he's he's pretty good. He's Mickey Mantle in the movie. You remember that? You know Thomas Jane, right? He did play a, yeah, he was, he was, that's probably what ruined his career. His entire thing was like, all right, I'm going to really stretch out. I'm going to be in a show called Hung where I'm a man with a huge dick. I'm going to be, oh, I'm really going to push myself as a Hollywood actor. I'm going to be a gorgeous man with a monster hog that has, and all the troubles he has. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, really, really broaden my range. Guess, shut up, Thomas Jane. (laughs) I don't know, I had so much to say about him, you know? I had to go to a I had to go to a Baptist wedding recently, uh, and it wasn't it was pretty okay. My, they're very my they're my relatives and their uh, cousins, and they happen to say like, "Hey, we're going to San Francisco for our uh, honeymoon." I'm like, "Great, that sounds good." And they got here, and they're like, "Hey, we want to see a comedy show." I was like, "That sounds good." I'm like, come to this thing, and they came, and then it was like, "Oh yeah, they're fucking Baptists." <laughs> this isn't why'd I do this? Why'd I invite these people to this thing? And uh, it was like it was an improvised show, and they show up, and I realized like so many things during the course of the show, which is that now that they've been, they've been married for the first time since they're Baptists and fundamentalist Christians, this is probably the first time they've ever had sex. And they did it in San Francisco, which is kind of cool. Like that. I know that I'm like, yeah, I know. I know all about that. And then also the fact that like they go to a comedy show, they're probably not used to like swearing or drinking or whatever. They're probably gonna have a lot of judgments. So anyway, I'm nervous about this cause I know they love Jesus very seriously. I go up on stage. It's an improvised show. And one of the prompts I get is bitchy Jesus. 
which means I have to tell jokes about bitchy Jesus for the next little bit. And I'm like, uh-oh, this is going to get the family very angry at me. But then I just proceeded to like just shit on Jesus. Uh, and they, they seem to like it, okay? But like, what? Though I th- this is the thing I said, right? Is, uh, isn't it interesting that like Jesus, like he's like a whiny little guy, right? Because he has to like, he's like, oh, I have to die for humanity's sins, you know? Like such a little whiny baby. The worst part is like if you're Jesus, you got you to gotta die for every sin, you know? You can't, like, pick the ones you die for. It's like, this guy stole from a Rite Aid. You're like, fuck, I gotta die for that sin, too? This is a terrible sin to die for. Um, yeah. Closing strong, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, that's gonna be it, guys. Thank you. John Gallagher, yay! He's like a lumberjack. You're literally like the best lumberjack right now. And you started with those acid jokes. I actually, I was on acid once and I kept seeing dead lumberjacks like with their, like like you, but with, with um, big black boots and uh, big black suspenders and then their heads were severed. But not all the way, just like on, over to the sinews, just like everywhere and I was like, ah, and I went outside and I just saw all these dead lumberjacks. I was like, ah, why have I seen dead lumberjacks? Thanks for bringing that back. Uh, it was a it was a fun surreal moment for me. I'll do a real quick Jesus joke before we bring up our next comedian. Oh, I was hoping one of you looked like Jesus, but you don't. Knock knock. Jesus. I know that guy exists or what? Is he real? Is he an allegory? Yeah. John Gallagher, everyone! Yay! Clap wildly! All right. You guys want a Rosham? You want a Leroy? Wants to do it. Your next comedian. What a lovely. Young man, he is. Hey, everybody, you're gonna laugh. Oh, and um, we've got the treats. I think I actually have enough for the audience members too, which is nice. Uh, everybody, put your hands together for Leroy Albrecht! Yay! This is nice. It's always nice to be here. I'm always excited to be here and see the new art. This is cool. Um, obviously, the, the listeners at home can't see it. That's why you need to come to a live taping of Pam Tastic's Clubhouse. This is a great time. Also, listeners um, probably heard that Leroy was going up, and you guys are just visualizing like a Leroy. <laughs> but people here, y'all can see that I'm really a Reroy, which is like a, a little different little different um i had that a lot growing up people used to always like get so comfortable uh noticing that and like approaching my mom and being like hey is is that your kid over there is is your kid leroy does that mean that your husband's black and she used to always be like no but my mailman is which is a solid joke as for mom like as a comedian i respect it it's funny as fuck it's clever but as a child i didn't like it so much Mostly because my mailman was black. His name is Craig. He's a nice guy. It was just too real for me. It was I didn't know what the fuck to do. I was fumbled. Like every time like he came to my doorstep to deliver the mail, he would never deliver the fucking news I wanted. And like I just didn't have the words for it. So instead of coming up with the words for it, like I used to just buy baseballs off of Amazon and make them throw me the package. That was a lot of fun. It was a hashtag life hack. Uh, <laughs> Oh, thanks. Some nice chuckles. You guys are you guys are nice. Are you guys like a couple? Brother? brother? Yeah, I should have went with that first. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's always weird, right? When someone's like, do, do you guys get that a lot where people would think that you guys? Oh, okay. Who's more offended? Uh, 
Neither? No, there has to be one person that's... I've done stuff like that to people, too. That's why I'm like, oh. I know, but who's more offended? No, okay, I'm not going to pry. I'm not going to pry. This is this. Cool. I also like that, like, this is the one show where, like, you pass up weed to the person, like, while they're on stage. That's dope as fuck. It's like, I like, I like to visualize the listener at home, like, super fucking stoned out. And then it just goes radio silent long enough where they just forget that they're listening to something. And then, like, five minutes later after the silence, you just... Pedophiles are fucking crazy, right? Like, that shit would fucking bug me the fuck out if it's just, like, quiet and you just hear some shit in your ear and just you're just too stoned to remember that there's comedy going around. That's what's uh, beautiful about this. Um, I wish I had the courage to suck a cock. Um... I don't think you need to be like gay to do it. I just I just wish I had the courage to do it because I think it would be funny to like um, if you're mad at somebody to just like suck a cock real kick, quick and like just just roll up a blunt and just like smoke it and like hand it to them and just keep on like I don't know. That's what I was thinking when I was watching you guys smoke. Uh, <laughs> sucking cock. That's what I think about. Um, but anyway, um, I. I went to college to make my mailman proud. Um, college is fucking weird. Did you guys go to college? Yeah. Wait, you went to trade school together? No. Okay. I was. I didn't know you guys are like two peas in a pod. Um, you went to college? Yeah. What college did you go to? Uh, University. Rutgers. Oh, that's a. Is that a private school? Nineteen fifties, it became a public school. Yeah, happened, like, I love that I'm fucking learning hella shit about Rutgers. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I worked in like uh, ten seconds or less. So it was a private school that was originally chartered by King George III in seventeen sixty six. Oh, this motherfucker loves his fucking school. Wait, was it a military school? Oh, okay. Okay, so if you guys can't hear them, there's an influx of veterans, so they had to kick people out of the school and make it a bigger school. And then, like, no, no, okay. Okay, it's, it's a public school now. Um, so, yeah, it's a safety school now. Um, since, uh, <laughs> no, it's cool. Like, was it expensive to go out to Rutgers or? Oh, no, okay. I fucking like, I went to a fuck. you know what school I went to? I went to a fucking private school. I went to a uh, University of Miami. That shit's expensive as shit. Like, I didn't... Yeah, do you... Like, I take no pride in that. Because it's fucking... They st- I still owe them money. Like, it's fucking... Like, the thing about being in college, like, you're, that's the time where you're supposed to be proud of being, like, broken shit. But, like, going to Miami, um, not only did people want to, like, go out, but they wanted to, like, go to, like, the clubs, get, like, tables, get bottle service. Like, I could barely afford, like, textbooks. And then they want me to, like, keep up with the, the bar tab. Like, it made no sense. You know what I used to do? Like, because I, I went to college a little, a little later. I was already, like, 22 at the time. I used to show up to the clubs, fake ID, go up to the bouncer, show them, and be like, nah, that ain't you. I'm like, oh, fuck you guys. I got to go home. That's the fucking way to do it. If you don't want to go anywhere, you just get a fake ID. And, like, I used to just end up, like, going well-dressed to, like, our 24-hour um, library and try to meet friends there. Like, it's sweet. Like, honestly, you, you get the real human interactions there. You, like, it starts off as, you know how it is, like, a nice little head nod, a little smile. Uh, occasionally, you get that at Rutgers? Like, are they friendly people? Uh, yeah. 
Friendly, uh, you, okay, yeah, that, that's, that we're bonding over small talk. Uh, no, like, and then like it, it's cool, right? Like you, that's how you meet your your friend, your college friends. Eventually, like they 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 tell you to come over, you chat, you get comfortable. Just the, the small little genuine comments like make you feel good. Like when they trust you enough, and they're just like, "Hey, man, I gotta use the bathroom. Can you wash my stuff?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, we're friends now." As soon as they go in the bathroom door shuts, you take their textbooks and you leave because that shit is fucking gold right there. You sell those textbooks, you sell those fucking textbooks, and you use that money to go to the club to get fucking bottle service. That shit worked out for me. You know why? Because the first time I did that, I got into my th- first three way. It was fucking amazing. It was a, like, unfortunately, it was a devil's three-way, which means like two guys and one girl. Um, and even more, unfortunately, uh, the girl did not show up. Um, it, we didn't look each other in the eye, though. It wasn't gay. It was just bros being bros. We didn't use a condom, but we said no homo, so it was chill. It was super fucking chill. Um, no, I think colleges are full of shit, dude. Like, not just because I owe them money, but it's like... Um, I just think they're full of shit. Like they, they always try to say like they're progressive and everything. Like the poster child of that used to be Berkeley, right? Like they, that's it, they got all that negativity. They even got called like the red school and everything. But now it's like speakers are going to their campus and they're saying like, nah, you can't even you you can't even like talk. Like it's that's that's not even like as pro- if they really wanted to be progressive and like catch up with the times. It's twenty fucking eighteen. I think they should really just get rid of their mascot. You guys know what the mascot is? It's it's a golden bear. Um, it's a full. It's not a baby bear. It's a fucking. It's an adult. It can maul you. And <laughs> no, I think it's 2018. They need to get rid of that fucking mascot and change it to a real Bay Area San Francisco bear, a six foot five white dude, no shirt on, with fucking just hairy chest, just on the field. Fuck yeah, football! That shit would be amazing. Like you know how much more fun it would be to like beat the southern schools <laughs> that shit would be amazing dude fuck uh nah but but like i shit on them but like um i understand like the the pc culture it's there for a reason um like the, the safe space like that's a little overdoing it trigger words i understand i have my own trigger words in uh, college um my trigger word was a uh, fireball um uh, that shit is disgusting uh yeah, well, you sound like you liked it, and then you're like, "That's bullshit." That was, that's how nice of a person Pam is. Like when she's like shitting on somebody, like I I want to see what your Yelp reviews might look like. It's like it's like, oh, I want to eat at this place, and Pam's like, "No, I was fucking saying, don't eat that at this place. It's fucking terrible." All right. Uh, oh man. Um, the the thing about like colleges that I don't like is like. Um, now that I'm not in college, like I still get uncomfortable like going there because like there are some comedy shows you can go to, um, but I, it's uncomfortable to go, go on campus. Not because I'm a comedian with shit to say. You guys have seen what I'm doing so far, but like as someone that wants to throw away shit, like I always have garbage and I can't do it on the college campus because they have fucking five to eight different bins. It's like have a landfill, a recycling, a use for later, a f- save it for like science shop. Like uh, it's just stress. It's fucking stressful. It's like it's like um, I just end up just leaving and uh, keeping the, po- the the garbage in my pocket. And now I'm a hoarder, you guys. Like I just throw that shit away in the comfort of my own home. Um, 
I don't even know why I was. I, I know why I was talking about because I, I made that pedophile reference earlier. It's only because we were outside earlier, and we were talking about pedophiles. And like, did you guys know that like pedophiles? Well, they're trying to get in the conversation that uh, pedophilia is like a sexuality, which is like a weird thing to say. Like pedophiles are trying to jump on the LGBTQ. Yeah, they're trying to jump on that shit. They're trying to put the peace somewhere. Like, can you imagine being a gay dude in a rally? Just being like, we want our fucking rights. And there's a pedophile right next to you. Like, yeah, we all want our rights. Our pedophile and my, my gay brother. And it's like, nah, dude, nah, get the fuck away from me. And but that's why that's why we need violence. We need gay dudes to just beat up pedophiles. Like, I get what they're saying, though. Like, I don't think that we should include pedophiles and shit because like fuck them um not really because that's what they want that's how they win no i think pedophiles they just want um they're just mentally ill you know they have some like shit and and we need to recognize that they exist like we need some way for them to just like get off without like harming somebody and i think that i'm gonna fucking make the first step i think we should all like donate old pictures of ourselves (laughs) Like, to fucking just save the kids. Like, who fucking cares if people... Like, guys can't get behind this, but, like, girls... Like, you guys know fucking everyone jerks off to your pictures. Not everyone, but, like, a good amount of people jerk off to your pictures already. Like, guys, we need to accept that. Like, it's our turn to get... You guys are not with me at all. You guys... You guys look fucking mad. I just... I just donate your old pictures to them. Like, females have to go through that shit all the time. Like... <laughs> like it with a female like I can imagine it would suck if there's a way to find out um if people jerk off to yourself like you wouldn't want to know everyone that jerks off to your pictures because it would be what you can't look your friends in the eye anymore but you also don't want to somehow find out that zero people have jerked off to your picture ever in your life like you want to know that like your friend Sam was just looking at Cabo 2013 trip and was just like yeah I'm gonna do this um I think I'm going to end on that. Hey, thanks for the time, Pam. Um, If you guys haven't already been here, come here live if you guys are listening at home. This is a great place. Thanks. Leroy! Trying not to objectify women, but it's okay. Yay. I've just recently learned that it's not about like, it's like, oh, objectifying women and oh, feminism. You're objectifying. The beauty of feminism isn't that I want to stop the objectification of women. It's that it's saying it's okay for me to objectify men, right? Because it's equality. People are going to objectify people. We're going to be like, I mean, come on. That's what we do. We're people. So feminism is about saying like, yeah, 26-year-old skateboarders are hot. There's no reason not to look at them. Uh, Yay. Leroy, you're probably about 26, right? Yeah, exactly. See? Oh, shit. He's fucking hot. Everybody again for Leroy. Yay. You are pretty. And I'm not objectifying you, but you are you are an attractive man. Your next comedian, he's also very attractive, but he's, he's old. We're going to say <laughs> he's not the oldest. And the oldest tonight here, he's also a very attractive man. We've got the whole scale here for you guys tonight. The Sausage Fest of all ages. Uh, but your next comedian, he's a great guy, and I love his jokes and stuff. He is part of the Church of Eight Wheels, meaning he roller skates, so that's funny. Put your hands together for Matthew Quirk, yay! That's right, lessons tomorrow at 1 o'clock. 
Church of Eight Wheels. I'm teaching. Hey, man, that picture thing is brilliant, man. That's like a real solution, for real. It's like a real solution to a real problem. Uh, so anyway, guys, I'm thinking on buying some land up in Mendocino County. I hear they're having a fire sale. Yeah. That joke is topical, if you know how I am. That joke is smoking hot right now. That joke is under 0% containment. <sighs> yeah, sure is. Do you realize how many millions of dollars of marijuana are burning up in that fucking fire right now? Which totally explains why it's taking him forever to get a handle on that thing, right? I mean, they're all just faded up there. Yeah, so... I was going to be topical today. You know how I be. It's time for Mutiny Radio's weekly current events update. And because Pam got me stoned as fuck, and I'm going to have to refer to my notes because most of the shit I just wrote about today. Amarosa. You guys know who she is, right? The latest flunky of the Trump administration. Um, she fucked him, right? I mean, definitely. I mean... Isn't it? This, this whole scandal kind of stinks of a little woman scorned in my opinion. You know? I mean, she's got those tapes. How come she hasn't released the tapes of him dropping N-bombs? I have a theory about that. It's the dirty talk section of them fucking that he's dropping those N-bombs. And she doesn't want to sink her own ship with it that she was liking it. And uh, so she's just teasing it. She's kind of an Aunt Tom, though, isn't she? Oh, can I say that? Wow, pointing a new phrase. Is it cool for me? Is it cool for me to say that? All right, speaking of Trump, huh? Space Force, right? Where nobody can hear your bone spurs. Holy shit! How do you know you got a bloated military? You start a fucking Space Force. What the fuck? I mean. How freaked out is this guy about fucking illegal immigrants that he thinks they're going to start parachuting in from the moon and we have to fucking build a wall that floats or something? I don't know what the fuck he's thinking. I mean, are we being punked or what? A reality star is going to bring him down? Space Force? Is this a hidden camera show? What the fuck? Anyway, speaking of you can't believe it, I mean, here we are neck deep into season two of Celebrity Apprentice, the presidency, and I feel it came out a little too hot this season, and to back me up on this, they're finally writing in a character that they only write into TV when they've jumped the fucking shark. Putin has assigned Steven Seagal, yeah, that's Steven Seagal, to be a special emissary from Russia to the United States. Did you know that motherfucker was a Russian citizen? I mean, it's brilliant TV, right? You can't write this shit. What the fuck? I mean, once again, are we being punked? I mean, from here on out, America, it's straight to DVD for us. We're fucked. We're already dry mouthing like a motherfucker up here. Speaking of fucking Trump, you hear about his latest tax dodge? 
Nobody? Good. I'm breaking news here at Muni Radio. Trump filing his taxes tried to take a, like a $50,000 deduction that you get if you're a real estate guy residing in New York City. Right, he lives at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, D.C. How the fuck did he think he was going to get away with that? That cheap fucking bastard. What a, what a wormy little fucking snivelly move. Jesus Christ. Thank you. Speaking of which, Stormy Daniels just backed out of being on uh, Big Brother UK. Yeah, I guess she figured that she would be too humiliating. She's going back to something more respectable, like stripping and dancing and porno. Big Brother's too humiliating. A lot of Big Brother fans here. So, you know, everyone, speaking of Trump, man, everyone's real hard on Trump, right? They're always comparing him to Hitler. Like, he's like Hitler. He's like Hitler. I think we can all agree that's totally unfair. I mean, Hitler was in the army. Hitler served in World War One. Look it up. Yeah. The war to end all wars. Went great. Anywho, so uh, I don't know if everyone knows here, but I recently uh, transitioned. I transitioned from an apartment to a van. Vanzition. So let me van-splain to you a few things about what it's like out there on the streets. Uh, I've been using my bumpers a lot to get parking spaces. I mean, I could see how Uber and Lyft have degraded the level of driving in this city, but now they've degraded the level of parking in this fucking city. Do you guys know those little tees they paint onto the street so you know where your parking spot is? Motherfuckers be parking like on those things, and I got an 18-foot van. It can fit between the tees, but not if you're encroaching on my shit. So I just bump bump, bump my way into my parking spots, even though people are sleeping in their cars. And I'm like, fuck it. What's where bumpers for? I was being gentle. Sensitive city where people get out and get all huffy. I'm like, oh, I bet you're fucking lying to your husband about still having a job or something. Let's get our papers out and exchange information. We can call our insurance company. No, 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 no. Yeah, shut the fuck up, San Francisco. God damn it. I can't wait. I can't wait for my favorite week of the whole year, guys. Burning Man. Burning Man. Guys, I love it. Oh, God, I love Burning Man. It is my favorite week of the whole fucking year to be in San Francisco. It is just a magical time. Parking everywhere. No fucking traffic jams. Walk right up to your dim sum counter. No line. No line at Tartine. Right? My fucking coffee drink is waiting for me when I get to the fucking cafe. It's magical. No line at Safeway. God damn, it's the best fucking time to be in San Francisco. It is just amazing. I spend the whole rest of the year chasing that dragon, hoping the fucking life turns out as smooth as it does that week at Bernie Man with no traffic jams. You can just zip to Berkeley and zip back. It's just the most amazing time of the year. I love it. I love it.
I got a stretch. No, I'm cool. Thanks. Not yet, but you know, Bernie Man kind of dovetails into it a little bit, right? Yeah, Bernie Man, what a fucking farce. Do you realize how many fucking thousands of dollars people pump into that shit to buy trinkets, to trade, so they can pretend they're living in a fucking barter socialist utopia and they can still only take it for a fucking week? It's just pathetic. And there's a fucking three-day traffic jam in and out of that fucking desert every day. Nice carbon footprint, Bernie man. Leave no fucking trace. Leave no trace, my ass. Anyway, Bernie man sucks. So where was I? Van explaining about how great it is to live in your mobile home. It is great, man. Breathing all that free air, wasting all your free time. But I recently came across another ticket on my house. This fucking city that makes my rent over the past year in San Francisco about 226 bucks. Yeah, who's the idiot now, right? Fuck yeah. I thought that would get me a lot more pussy in that van. Tell you what. I mean, I own my own home in San Francisco, right? But I know what all the gold diggers are thinking, right? What neighborhood? What neighborhood? Anyone I want. That's what neighborhood. Living in your van is cool, but people are like, oh, you're a comic in your van. What, are you going to be a road comic? And it's like, no, man. I, I, I live in a van. I do comedy so I could have access to toilets without having to purchase anything. It's a strategy. I do have an idea, though, to break out, man, become rich and famous living in that van. I'm gonna, you guys heard of Jerry Seinfeld? He's got that show, Comedians in Cars, Getting Coffee, right? So I'm going to start a fucking podcast, right? I'm going to bite off of his action. All right, open micers in my van, in my van. Look for it on Netflix. Anyway. I forgot to do my thing. Ah! Those things... Don't! Those things were useless anyway. Anywho, yeah, Pam prodded me to make fun of fucking millennials, so I guess I have to. Because it's just a known thing that uh, as a Gen Xer, the one thing I've learned from you guys over the past fucking political crisis we've been going through is that we can't rely on you guys for shit. I mean, I guess I should have known. You're all deathly allergic to peanut butter and bread, for fuck's sakes. It's fucking, see? Bread. Bread is the most common thing associated with society, right? Before bread, we were living in huts. And after bread, we built society. And if we can't trust you with bread, how can we trust you with society? It's just one thing after another with your stupid fucking diets, your paleo bullshit. Like, I'm paleo, I'm paleo. How come I'm not losing weight? I'm so paleo. Because you're not fucking paleo, that's why. You know what is paleo? Shivering. Shivering is paleo. Works your core. 
That's why they were so ripped back then. They were shivering all the time. It's just one thing after another with your diets, man. I tried your kombucha. Tui, man. Fucking someone took turnt wine and skunk beer and mixed them together. Now that I'm drinking it, I realize it's the slurry they use for fracking. It's causing major climate change in my microbiomes. And I am producing methane. So I got off of that shit. And I started eating kimchi instead. Now that that I'm eating kimchi, I got to say, what the fuck is wrong with Koreans? How do you make cabbage worse? It's a miracle. I eat that stuff. It makes me Kim Jong ill. Which is why I need access to toilets on a regular basis. Yeah, should I keep going? One minute, cool. Yeah, you're fucking so delusional about your workouts too. Your big for nothing CrossFit bullshit. God damn it. We said this thing when I was growing up that took the place of CrossFit. They were called chores. <laughs> we had chores back then. Yeah, CrossFit, so white, man. The only reason to do CrossFit is to just do more CrossFit. That's cocaine. (laughs) Cocaine went to rehab and came back as a fitness routine. And that's how we have CrossFit. CrossFit did a movie about themselves. They call themselves the fittest people on earth. What the fuck? How do you call yourself the best at anything if you're not competing against any black or brown people? Answer that, please. It's more like burning CrossFit, huh? Zing. Someone's like, hey, aren't you afraid someone from CrossFit's going to kick your ass after that set? And I'm like, fuck no, man. I'll slap the water bottle out of their hand. And they'll get all dehydrated and fold like a cheap suit. Plus, this nerfed out life they live in, they're all afraid of mini concussions and micro concussions. They didn't have concussions when I was growing up. It was called getting your bell rung, and it was good for you. It built character. And that's why I got all this character up here. A lifetime of many micro and major concussions. All right, Muni Radio, enjoy the rest of the show. Matthew Quirk, everyone, yay! He spun around on, uh, on his driveway as a child. I did that too. Did anybody else do that? Spin around in circles on your driveway as a child? Nope, just me and Matthew Quirk. Awesome. That was the thing my parents eventually they're like, you have to you can do that. Just do it on the grass. You can't do it on the you can't do it on the driveway. Uh we we have your last comedian. Uh we're saving the best for last. He's also the oldest. Uh that's the coolest. I mean, he's the wisest. Uh, and probably the prettiest, actually, out of all of us. Uh, you guys are going to love him so much right now. Put your hands together for Griffin Daly. Yay! Half a die. What the fuck is that, man? What is that? Half a die? Oh. What does that mean? Hello? Hello, is that all it means? Yeah. I thought it was going to be something a bit more uh, mind-blowing or something, you know. Never mind. Have a day to you, mate. 
Oh, half a day. Half a good day. Ah, there we go. That's I gotcha. It's one of them foreign jokes. Uh, hey. 69. <laughs> Made it. <laughs> Next year's the average, right? 70, that's the average, right? Fucking great. No, but I mean, all these young guys are always making fun of me because I'm fucking old, and he's getting it now. He introduces the old geese, you know. It's not... Some of you fuckers going to die young. Yes. <laughs> you don't know, but it's true. Uh, um, uh, Moses... You know about Moses, right? It's one of your guys. Mike knows. Moses, Mike, is watching his sheep one day, right? And this bush in front of him bursts into flames, spontaneous. He goes, oh, my God, is that you, Lord? God goes, no, it's PG&E. Hey, Mike. Are you from out of state? Where do you live? Haywood, what about you? Haywood, hey, of course you must live there too, right? That's not far away. I thought you'd get that joke. Never mind. It's all right. It's like his joke. Like yours. That was good, that CrossFit show. I love that, man. That's good. Make me. <laughs> CrossFit, yeah. There's people in Peru, right? There's Indians in Peru. You know what they do? They see a, they see a deer... And they start jogging after it, right? And the deer starts running and they keep fucking going for hours and hours until the deer is exhausted. Then they tie a piece of rope around his neck and they walk him all the fucking way home. Then they kill it and eat it, right? Those clever bastards. Oh, I mean, it's like, that's, that's fit, right? <laughs> and desperation too. Oh, God, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I'm after watch me money now, because you know I'm having to buy shit I never expected. Like this month, right? I had a choice between um, a hearing aid or a big box of Viagra. What do you think I chose? What? <laughs> well, you were right, of course. <laughs> I don't want to fucking hear people talking, do I? <laughs> uh, I don't need to really, you know. You just got to get a shag in once a week if you can. <sighs> you got a girlfriend, a boyfriend, all that shit, you guys? That's why you're hanging out together, right? How old are you? 25. 25? And you, don't, you ain't got a chick? Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Are you working to pay off that fucking student loan? I know what you're doing, right? Eighty hours a week, right? Pay it off, son. Suddenly, start robbing banks. It's fucking easy. You get like ten grand a time. Boom, straight in the next bank and pay off your loan. Easy, right? That's what they're doing to you. <laughs> they're fucking robbing you, right? Uh, <coughs> no, I am going a bit deaf, right? Because you know. And people, you know, my wife, she's a gourmet chef. Does all these fancy little things, you know. She calls out, the other, hey, Griff, lunch is coming. I'm smoking some herrings. I went, well, I want to smoke some heroin too. 
No, you don't. It's not good. <laughs> Stick with the cocaine, like you were saying. <clears throat> no, cocaine's a stupid fucking drug. This is the best shit, really, right there. It is. Like, you can get wasted for fucking hours, right? But cocaine, I, I used to do it in the 80s. you got to, every 15 fucking minutes, once you start, like it's Friday night, you got your fucking packet of stuff. As soon as you start snoring, every 15 minutes, that's how long you can, then you've got to do it again, you know, another two lines. And the lines get bigger and longer and fatter as the fucking years go by, you know. I went to see that, this is, this is true, I went to see that Robin Williams movie back in 88 or 87 or something. Um, Good Morning Vietnam, right? I never made it through the film. It was funny, but I only got about half an hour in. I had to keep running out of the bathroom, doing a couple of lines, <laughs> coming back, sit fucking down and try and get back in the mood. And after about half an hour or so, I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> I went straight home, you know, Friday night. This is this is a true Robin Williams story. I'm going to tell you. I've never, I've never, t never. I wanted to. T I never wanted to tell everybody this story, but this is fucking true. I never wanted to tell it and tell you why. I wanted to say it, tell it when Robin Williams was in the room one night. But whenever I was on, he wasn't there. If he was there, I wasn't on. It's like whatever. So, you know, nineteen. It was right around the time of that movie. Shortly after that film, I was dating this Persian chick, and. We had a party to go to. We were supposed to be there at midnight. And we, I lived about eight blocks from the party. Halfway through there was my shop, Brighton Rock Antiques, right across the street from the Holy City Zoo. Yeah, anyway, so, yeah, on Clement. This is the aquarium now, right? And we were there for about 10 years. We're walking towards the party. It's about 11 o'clock. And I said, come on, let's stop in. We've had a couple of lines. I said, it's about 10. Let's stop in the shop and do another couple of lines. So we stop in there. And it's all dark in the shop because I don't want the old cops to see us through the window. So I've got the big fucking mirror tile. That's what we used to use. A couple of lines. I said, well, let's do a couple more before we go. Got four blocks. We walked There's a couple more lines. And I look around and looking in the windows, Robin. It's about... As far as he is, he's looking in the side window because there's a little thing that comes in. Like he's looking in the side window. I go up to the door, and Robin's like this, looking at the stuff. Nothing else to fucking do, you know. Foggy, you know what I mean. I walk up the door, I go, "Good morning, Robin," and he fucking jumped out of his skin. No, at the little parker he used to wear, walking around the Richmond district with the parker in the middle of the night. You bastard! You bastard! You fucking bastard! I opened the door, you know. I said, come in, man. Said, what are you fucking doing that for? You're going to be a fucking heart attack. I said, you would have done it. You're a fucking comic. He said, no, I wouldn't have done it. He said, Barry Sober would have done it, not me. Uh. Anyway, I said, we're on our way to a party, Rob. Do you want to do a couple of lines? She said, no, 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 no. This was one of his times when he was off it, right? He goes, no, 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 no. I said, please don't ask me again. Don't ask me again. Don't ask me again. Don't ask me again. <laughs> fucking... I said, no, you're not having any now. So, anyway, that was true. It was a fun fucking night, you know, good night. We met the man. Almost did a couple of lines for Coke with him, but, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, uh, I know a lot of people don't believe in this shit, but this is true. Reincarnation is true. And I, 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 I've been... I've had thousands of lives up till now, you know, and uh, you start remembering them as time goes by, right? See, some people, like, you, you might only be like, this might be your first time as, as alive, right? 
and your spirit's like maybe young, you don't remember the previous life. But I, you know, I've been since like the Middle Ages. I remember fucking thousands of lives. And I always look forward to the next time. So I'm getting up there now, right? It won't be long. <laughs> so I'm not scared of dying. That's why, see? Because I know that within a week or so of death, I'll be like, jumped into another baby, right? It's just as he's been born, I'll be in there. Stuff to look forward to. Uh, stuff you don't want to see too. You don't want to, as you were born, that's why if you've been born loads of times, that's why you close your eyes because you don't want to look around and see that. You just go straight out, keep your eyes shut till the old nurse picks you up, right? Oh, things to look forward to, it's great. You've seen this happen. And this is, Grandpa comes to visit, right? And mum puts you on, Grandpa's like, he's just had a bath. He's had a bath, Grandpa's nice and clean. He's just been there to poo and everything. He's all clean. Puts you on his Grandpa's lap and he's sitting there in his Sunday suit, you know. And, he, and you shit all over his trousers, don't you? You've ever seen it, haven't you? That's fucking great. This is what I'm looking forward to. And then Grandpa picks you up and goes, oh, he, he can't help it. He's just a little baby. He didn't know what he was doing. And you're like, you fucking kidding me, old man. I've been fucking waiting 75 years to do that again. <laughs> and then you piss all over his shirt. <laughs> See if you remember it next time you're born. It's, it's good shit. Oh. I wish I could remember that Alzheimer's joke. <laughs> Me and my brother took acid and we, we talked about that. I looked, at, I looked into the sky and I was like, how many times have we been here? How many times? Where? We started to think maybe that we had seen each other before. Maybe, but we were both tripping on acid. Yeah, you know what? Do you know why the government invented acid in the first place? So, all right, now let's get into some fucking science, right? Oh, it's true. With all these things people come up with, all this science fiction shit, you know, like going to other planets and, and like going from one dimension into the next. You've seen the movies where, like, like with Spock and all them people, they, they like walk through this wavy fucking door and, the, and, and there's other stuff there, like, right? It's all fucking true. No, it's true. It's absolutely true. The government's working on all that shit. You don't know it, but they are. They're working on things like anti-gravity machines and they've got them. They can slip from one dimension and back. See? One of the things they did back in the 60s was LSD because they realised that schizophrenics are not really crazy. It's evolution. Schizophrenics are the next stage of evolution. They can actually see into the next dimension. It's true. When they start saying, oh, look, fucking watch that guy. It's fucking true. It's really there. It's true. When they start saying, oh, there's all kinds of people running. Look at those blue people floating through the air. It's true. They're fucking there, but you can't see them. See? <laughs> so take some fucking acid, and whatever you see, that's real. It's just opening the door, man. <laughs> just opening the fucking door. Expanding your mind is a great thing. There's nothing, nothing you could imagine that actually isn't out there somewhere. You know that? You know what they used to say? If you could imagine something, God's already done it. But God, the end, you know, 
whatever, the fucking universe. It's here. Could you imagine? Look at the shit that's on this planet. Look at octopus, octopi. The fucking... Aliens. You put an octopus in the fucking... They could go into a bottle. <laughs> they could squeeze themselves into, into this. They could, and a big octopus like this could get in there. They squeeze themselves down there. And they're intelligent. Like you can make friends with a fucking octopus. <laughs> you can. You stroke them and they like it. You tip a little bit of, you know, whiskey in the bo- They fucking love it. <laughs> fucking more, you know. They hand comes out and pulls the fucking bottle up, tips it up. <laughs> it's true. Now that is a weird fucking animal, man. It's like an alien, right? From maybe they came from another dimension or another planet. So they ain't. Ah, could be. Could see? Ah? Yeah? They just came out of an acid trip and fucking stayed here, right? Ah. Am I being stupid now? No, it's all true. It's all true. The government's fucking working on it all the time. Like they got people doing, um, you know, fucking mind tricks to each other. What do they call it? Telepathy and all that shit. Abos from Australia. You know these guys, right? Aborigines from Australia, the black DNA-wise, they're the most separate group on earth. They went to Australia over fifty thousand years ago and got separated from the rest of us. So they're closer to the original humans than anybody else, and they can do all that shit. Walk around the outback. Hey Jimmy, where are you? Oh, I'm in fucking New Zealand now. What are you talking about? No, they don't need no cell phones. They got it right there. It's true. She doesn't believe me. Thinks I'm pulling her leg. Do you guys want to hear a couple of jokes before I go? Yeah. Let me see if I can think of anything. And my my wife. I did I mention my wife? I didn't. Yeah, she's. I love her. She's great. She is my greatest supporter. Because I make her work two jobs. <laughs> She's um, she was peeling the paper off her birthday present, right? And she sees the box. She goes, "What? A vibrator griff? Why?" I said, "Well, so you know, when I have to go work away overnight, you know, I have to go away sometimes. You can still pleasure yourself." She goes, she pulls this thing out of the box. She goes, what? Are you going away tonight? <laughs> so I had to. You know, I left that night just so she could use it, you know. I hope it works all right. It's like being on a spaceship here, really, isn't it, with all this stuff. You been, you been in the bathroom yet? No? You have, go in the bathroom for a minute and have a, have a pee. It's like, it's fucking like, it's almost like an LSD trip, just going in. <laughs> it is. It is. Which is why they did it. That's why they put it up there, so you could do that, you know. It was, um... 1985. My first night in America, right? When this bar. Two beautiful Chinese girls, and they're making fun of me. No one else in the bar. Beautiful face, Chinese face, long blonde hair. She goes, hey, personal question. I said, sure. 
sexual orientation. I said, oh, I love having sex with Orientals. <laughs> she goes, ew. I said, what, I'm ugly? Goes, no, not ugly exactly. Um, attractively challenged. I said, I get it. It's just genuine blondes find me attractive. She goes, this is real. I said, yeah, L'Oreal. <laughs> she goes, what are you anyway, English or something? I said, yeah, can I be your boyfriend? She says, no, but you can be my butler. <laughs> oh, that was interesting. Oh, she was sexy too. I mean, like you, gorgeous girl, beautiful face. I, mean, I can't really see your legs, but I can see the shape. They're lovely. Very sexy, like Pam with a short skirt, you know, low cleavage. Driving me nuts. Oh, couldn't wait, you know. <laughs> I said, what do you, what do you do anyway? She says, well, I'm a teacher in an all-boys boarding school. I said, what the fuck do you teach? Self-control? <laughs> <laughs> she said, yes, but not tonight. Uh, Griffin Daily Schools again. See, that's what I love about you California girls. California girls, you're feisty. Feisty ladies. Easy, but feisty. I've got to go. Oh, let me just say, who's talking about Jesus? Who's talking about Jesus? Somebody? I don't know. Someone was talking about. He was a nice boy, wasn't he? He was tried hard, you know. Was one of your guys, right? But he was trying to be like for everybody or some shit, you know. Be nice, right? Be nice. Be kind and all that crap. It's a good idea. Well, I bet you when Jesus was born, everyone was like, well, thank God at last. Now we can start counting forwards in time. Uh, before we end, which we're, we're going to do, I want to play something on the toy piano for for David Zunzu Kircher. I want to see if he knows what this song is because this is from when I was a kid and I learned it and then Jonathan didn't think it was real, but it's real. Does anybody know? It's from, oh, thank you so much. It's from um, the Mario game when you beat the Koopa guy at the end and then he wakes up and it's all a dream. Like the whole thing was a dream. Like they first you're like, and you get through the whole thing with the fire and you throw the vegetables into the guy's mouth and then you win and then at the end, you're like, it was all a dream. It was like the first meta thing that ever happened. Anyways, they played this song. And I just, I found this toy piano on the street. Anyways, thank you guys so much for being here tonight. Pam Tassis Comedy Clubhouse. Uh, our three audience members, you're all amazing. You're amazing! Uh, thanks to David... Zenzu Kershaw running the ones and twos. To all our comedians tonight, uh, join us tomorrow for the Noise Pop Block Party. It's going to be from noon to six. 
Uh, there's all these, there's three stages. It's all a block away. We're going to be interviewing some of the bands. We're going to have karaoke here, you know, sing with the radio, you sing on the radio and also popping off comedy. Uh, so it's going to be a fun day all day tomorrow. Uh, thanks again for being here. Good night. Yay. Sports, vinyl, together punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Time and we're ready to groove in the mission for the 6th annual Noise Pop Block Party. It's free, Saturday, August 18th from noon to 6 p.m. with bands Empress Of, Jeff Rosenstock, The Marias, The She's, Small Crush, The Total Bettys, and more. Come to Mutiny Radio for special programming all afternoon, including live comics, karaoke on the radio for donations, and interviews with main stage bands. Bring your family, friends, neighbors, and dogs on August 18th to benefit Mission Language and Vocational School and celebrate the peak of sunshine. For more info, check out the Noise Pop Block Party website at www.20thstreetblockparty.com. Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz latin gospel hip-hop and traditional folk ballads great stuff check it out labor and love is every saturday 10 a.m to 12 p.m serve somebody
out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off. For <laughs> it's in duty, it is. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) Hey, guys. How's it going? Pretty great, I'm sure. Um, we have a little announcement for you. A PSA of sorts. Yes. Uh, listen to Cowards every 10 a.m. to 11 on Mutiny Radio. On Fridays. Yay. For some sweet, scared storytelling. Please do it. We need you. (laughs) So badly. Yes. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) And all the kissing is kissing. What is... Flat black plastic. What could it be? It's exactly what you think it is. Flat black plastic. Vinyl. Records. Round. Played. Mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, 
abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, six to eight on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, seven to nine with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, six to eight. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother.